2: hello fightful faithful welcome to another episode of sour graps halloween havoc edition i'm wearing my spooky shirt i have the one spooky. It's so it's a it's the monsters it's the reservoir monsters that's what they called it on the website where i got it from uh everything sucks dear listeners dear viewers everything sucks not everything but
3: Like a lot, though.
2: Like a a lot, enough sucks that everything sucks. With me, as always, uh, is Kate. Uh, Kate's here. Hey, everybody. Let's talk about NXT. This um, Halloween Havoc, Shawn Michaels has said they want it to be their SummerSlam. NXT, they want uh, that it to stand and deliver, apparently, is now the permanent name for the play for nxt that happens around mania
3: at 11 in the morning
1: yes <laughs> whatever we're, guys we're- also
3: get in your super chats and get in your humper chats before we dive into this to talk about your thoughts to get your questions or statement read on air if you're watching on twitch send us your bits um I'm hoping the jukebox is long tonight because I feel like so much of this entire pay-per-view was just there. But please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. And subscribe to Fightfall Select, of course. But yeah, man, if this is supposed to be their SummerSlam.
2: Well, this is the this is their first first attempt at it since they decreed it. Um, and I don't think they had the horses. To to uh to necessarily, uh, do, I'm not about the wrestlers. I'm talking about the storylines. I'm talking about like things we want to see. There were there were some stuff that I was watching, uh, and I was like, well, uh, why do I care about this? Like, why why is it a thing that like the 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 storylines have been handled so poorly, or the people who are involved in them are just way too good? for this crap. Um, And then, and then so much of it, that was a three hour show. That was a three hour show. And so much of it felt like nothing was happening. Like
3: this, this pacing wise, I felt like dragged a lot. Like, I don't know if it was the sequencing. I feel like it started like it opened and closed with the right things, but those Mm -hmm. were also the high points of the show. So what (laughs) was in the middle it, it it was just it, it was crawling, man. Like I there were some standouts, like Julius Creed is always gonna be super impressive. I thought a lot of the things that happened to the matter what ladder match, other than Von Wagner, were great. Uh but I also think it's just dangerous to say like this is going to be our summer slam because I feel like the point of NXT is to call people up. Like you're not gonna have control necessarily if if things are going well. Like people are going to be getting called up at various points. Maybe they do feel like they have control over it because on the main roster, nothing like of consequence is really happening this time of year. So maybe they feel good about it that way. But I feel like it was a... I feel like that's just a dangerous game to play to be like, that's going to be a big pay-per-view. And it's like, well, what if a bunch of really important people just got called up three months ago, <laughs> whatever, two months ago? You're not going right. to be able to replenish at that time. But Per usual, like some really great in-ring action, I think an NXT strength, even through the lowest eras, has been their ladder matches because people will just go all out for them. Um Man. but yeah, a lot of questionable book questionable booking and the storylines just not like getting paid off because they didn't have a much enough momentum going into it, I think it's a little bit tricky. <sighs> uh
2: yes. Um uh so um, <laughs> uh, J. Pringle saying, um, uh, to be honest, I forgot all about this play ick that was yucky to say. Uh, he oh, <laughs> doesn't say, he doesn't like saying play. Um, much love to all of SGS. calyx is amazing. Papa Paul Elizabeth is the bestest. <laughs> um, uh, yes, yes. um. <clears throat> So yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff here that we'll, 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 we will get into. Um, uh, there were a couple of things here. Uh, there was, uh, sent, um, uh, there's something sent here from yesterday. Jorge Rosas said, love you guys. Keep up the good work. Alex is hot. It's true. Bring Sasha and Naya back. Well, I mean, halfway, I agree with you. Uh, damage Katarl versus team bad. And if, and if more, uh, and if. And if more, hmm. Logan or if Logan or his brother win, we all riot. There you go. There
3: you go. That's that Logan Paul. Yeah, I mean Jake Paul better not win because he's not even near anything no. right now. But that's true. But that's yeah, true. I, th- I think the truest part of that is Alex. You're you're hot. I think mm-hmm. you're hot. I'm hot. Mm-hmm. We're all we're all really hot here at Fightful. That was established week over week. So mm-hmm. send in money because we're all really hot.
2: <laughs> there was a uh, um, a uh, a little preview deal of um, uh, Chucky narrating an opening thing, and he was like, uh, there are going to be ladders and weapons and caskets. Oh, my, or whatever he said. And I was like, oh, man, you gave away the spin the wheel, make the deal. You gave it away because because to me, Kate, it didn't like it was not possible that they were going to not spin the wheel on the show that I'm watching. They spun the wheel and also made the deal on the pre show, Kate. And I find that the first thing of the many things this evening to be unconscionable. You have to spin the wheel right before the match. We know those guys already know what the stipulation is, but we need to see the heel realize, oh no, I'm going to be putting a casket for sure. We got to see that it's part of pro wrestling. To have them do it in the pre-show, not allowed. Just not allowed.
3: So I will say that. I, for Halloween Havoc, am always signed up for corny because they have set the expectation that it should be corny. So I am all over that. I will buy into the cheese. You want to make it as corny as a Broadway musical. For Halloween Havoc, I'm here for that. But I'm not here for, like, bad booking decisions still. And, like, some not great things in between the ropes on a couple of occasions, unfortunately. But uh, I was so disappointed that, that, I mean, I was also watching my Yankees lose. Which right. was rough. So Ruff. I was already in a mood, and then to find out that the wheel had already been spun because I didn't watch the pre-show, that was just heartbreaking. Yeah,
2: it was odd. Um, Give me they, the
3: cheese. Bring on the cheese. The cheeseburgers. They, they,
2: they brought they brought the cheese. Uh, they brought uh, Quincy Elliot, mm-hmm. the super diva, and they brought out Shotzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought for a very long while during this, was that it. Did they bring out yeah. Shotzi to host, and she was like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Halloween Havoc," and then a really bad Joker laugh and a and a, and a werewolf howl, and then that was it for Shotzi. And it was did, like a and was Quincy Elliott Elliot the co-host, being that they just got to introduce Shotzi, and that was it. They had a thing later, but it was much later in the night, and I was like, "That's not really hosting." Um
3: <laughs> no, it felt like when on Saturday Night Live when somebody introduced the musical guest, but yes. like the spooky version. It was like, ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. But that yes. was Chassie yep. in this mm-hmm. initial segment.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh well, listen, I, I can't I can't say no to this. Uh it says, show us your clavicle, scrummy, scrummy man in the headphones. There you go. That's man. some hot clavicle action there. <laughs> um there you go and also i i we, we got a uh something from last night as well actually we sent it this morning from co who says your masculine wiles got me oh the clavs i got clavicle <laughs> cleavage and i'm not afraid to use it
3: there you um
2: go. um so if you're not
3: joining us on Fightful select you're just not having fun not having fun. <laughs>
2: um uh shytown spurs says, i feel bad because that kind of sucked Th- there was <sighs> Everything that was in control, I felt like, of the wrestlers, except for maybe one really, really bad-looking spot in the Korra and R- Roxanne match, I felt like it was in control of the wrestlers. Okay, this was all pretty good. Pretty From pretty good to downright great. Anything that was in control of the people backstage, who we should be able to trust to not make these kind of mistakes... Kind of felt bad. That was that's the that's the problem. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and it,
3: it handcuffs plus like this. Uh-huh. And I would argue there was definitely a spot in the latter match from Von Wagner that was not great. That was in the wrestler's control. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. they almost had a lawsuit on their hands, like mm-hmm. centimeters away from that. Yep. <sighs>
2: um. So I don't know what this reference to, ladies and gentlemen, Mister Conway Twitty. Um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, no, that's right. There you go. From the, <laughs> hosting, like the hosting. That? The hosting. Shotzi Blackheart hosting hee-haw. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. Um, um, so, I like that CO is actually helping us out here. Says, so Taboo Tuesday picks Wesley to face Carmelo Hayes. So he can get jumped and Solo wins the title. The title is for- forfeited. Uh, uh, only for it to end up with Wesley in any way. That's a very good question. Like, Wesley was supposed to get a one-on-one match with Carmelo Hayes, but you didn't want Wesley to pin Carmelo Hayes. So you did this whole rigmarole instead is a weird choice.
3: I do think whatever happened with Solo was a weird unplanned thing because he dropped it a week later. It was vacated and he had side plates. So somebody had had a theory and it seems like the most likely one to me that they were like... That Fox was like, we're not pushing NXT on here. Are you kidding me? We're not pushing a USA Network show on Fox. Yeah. No thanks. Uh, Which I I think is a very plausible situation. Because that was very weird to have it. That whole week of the way things transpired. For him to have side plates on his belt already. Made Mm -hmm. me think that he was going to have gold on the main roster. And it was going to be the NXT gold. And he was going to float back and forth. That right. obviously didn't happen, so I have a little bit of forgiveness around it in that way. This does seem like a roundabout way to get there, but I think it's a really, really, really good move to put it on him. It was one of the few good moves that we saw tonight, and I believe the only title change that we saw tonight, and it's not even a title change because it was a vacated championship, so um, it was the only thing of real consequence that happened here as mm-hmm. well. But I, I thought most of the opening match was was fantastic.
2: Um, it was uh, because here's the deal. Like, uh, as I said, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you would never be able to, to catch me saying that I was a Von Wagner fan, but you need a big guy in this match to throw people into ladders, to throw ladders at people at one point to throw a man from inside the ring over the announce table. Now you don't need that. And I would argue with Wes Lee. You do not have to take bumps like that for that guy in this match. Nobody gives a damn about Von Wagner. He's an afterthought as a professional wrestler. You're not getting him over by having him throw you in. You could have died, man. Like, let's not do those bumps for that guy in this match. If you're putting over a brand new star or it's a big time title defense or whatever in the main event of WrestleMania, argue with me about it then. But this was not necessary. Um, but that's what that's what these matches are. Let's let's do the craziest bumps possible. There were so, a few of them that like they're like in honor of the fact that for uh, this week's episode of Get the Flick Out of Here on the Know Your News New YouTube channel, we re- reviewed the Burbs, uh, one of my favorite line readings in the history of cinema. There's Tom Hanks saying, I've never seen that. I've never seen somebody drive their garbage out to the street and then bang the hell out of it with a stick. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen a man voluntarily do a Spanish fly off the second rope, like do a, a lion salt while carrying another guy doing a lion salt, but instead of landing on somebody, you land doing a full belly bump on an unprotected ladder. I've I've never seen that. Nathan Frazier. If Bob is your uncle, he stands to inherit all of your money because you're gonna die doing that stuff, man. Stop it. That was ridiculous. Some of these spots were amazing and crazy, and everybody got to shine. And it's it's these multi-man ladder matches. The the very first one for the NXT North American Championship, where the first one was crowned. Um, uh, that one stands out to me as something similar. You're never going to hear me say that I was a really big fan of Lars Sullivan, but he had to be in the match to throw guys at ladders, throw ladders at other guys and do crazy strength spots. And then everybody else was bouncing off each other, going crazy. That stands out to me still years later as one of my favorite multi-man ladder matches. This one was really good. Didn't to that standard, but it was really good. And Wesley doing a, a Shelton Benjamin climbing up an, a lean leaned up yes. ladder to jump onto the thing to eventually win it um was was really great carmelo hayes um not retaining
3: moving on up,
2: moving on up to the smackdown side to the that blue does... side <laughs> to a <laughs> deluxe apartment With hit row, I don't know, I don't know that for sure. But they need a third guy to help them on their match on on Friday. So I'm not really sure. Sounds it. The 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 latter match was certainly a highlight. It 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 remind now because their tag stuff is so in such a bad place in NXT that they don't even get to be on the, they don't even get to be on the takeovers. They're not takeovers anymore. But like imagine five years ago, uh, six years ago, there being a takeover. Where there wasn't a fifteen to twenty-five minute amazing tag team title match, you can't because it never happened. And so now they're so bad that they're like, we can't even put them on the we can't even put them on the on the play. So we're gonna instead we're gonna do the crazy multi man spot fest to start the show, and that seems to be what they're doing now, especially with uh, Sean Michaels in charge.
3: Yeah, they did a, a similar one. I feel like Stand and Deliver is a really comparable right. one where. one might have been a little stronger because i feel like there were stories that came out of that that were pretty strong as as well if i remember which again was the (laughs) the only thing story-wise that was great about the stand to deliver which had incredible in-ring action uh but i i'm glad it went to wesley i think that's a really good call i felt like him or Fraser would have made sense Fraser would have made sense uh von wagner god bless him god bless the man There's a small ladder. He's the only guy in the ring. The ring is clear. There's a small ladder on the side, Mm -hmm. which he completely ignores, Mm -hmm. to go for a giant ladder that's under the ring. The title is suspended above the ring. Mm -hmm. He's a real tall dude. Mm -hmm. He could have used a step ladder to grab that thing, Mm -hmm. but he was like, that normal ladder isn't good enough. I'm going to go get this giant ladder. And then he didn't have enough room between the curtain or the apron to pull it out from under, and the audience, and he almost hit somebody in the audience. Dude, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> keeping your opponent safe, keeping your audience safe, yep. the most important thing in the whole wide world, one involves...
2: We said we weren't going to wear costumes tonight, but I decided to be Von Wagner. <laughs> I think the less said about Von Wagner and his inexplicable cornrows the better um it was not he he he's not helped by how much the announced team is told to love him like booker t saying this man right here is 300 pounds of solid muscle when he was introduced to us a year ago he said i'm von wagner i'm six foot five and 255 pounds
3: which so, isn't like that much bigger than like Duke Hudson.
2: That's like that. You know. You know what that's what that is. That's that's Randy Orton. Randy Orton <laughs> is six foot five, two fifty five. This man is three hundred pounds of solid muscle. No, he's not. And Why then later, then later he's, he's standing in the middle of the ring by himself. And Vic Joseph says he could just jump up there and get the title. So Vic Joseph implying that he's nine feet tall. But I love that Booker T's like, well, he's not quite that tall. Like Booker T is like, this man is 300 pounds of solid muscle. Here's Vic Joseph's ridiculous hyperbole and goes, settle down. Because that's, <laughs> that's not allowed. <laughs> that's not okay. Alex,
3: if we had played a drinking game of yes. every time Booker T says, this person has all the tools or yes. they want it, or, I would not that's be. That's what I'm
2: talking about.
3: That's what I'm talking about. I would not be on this post show mm-hmm. because I would be hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for liver failure mm-hmm. um it, not adding anything to com the i would say overall the commentary switch up experiment has not right. gone well monday mm-hmm. nights are not very good right fridays are are, are all right with with yeah. cole and and wade bear but this this thing mm-hmm. this duo at commentary is not working for me right. <laughs> at mm-hmm. all
4: mm-hmm.
3: but yeah von wagner Corn Rose, not great <laughs>
4: I'm, I'm i'm
2: i'm van wigner um uh jay pringles i don't have enough forehead to cosplay vernwick hold on do i i, was
3: gonna say, I mean you're, you're a bald man I'm, you can I'm, kind of draw I, your own lines there. I mean,
2: I just, this is, it just keeps going it just keeps going um uh kyle ken says i like the ladder match triple threat everything else was mid listen i said this on twitter good for wesley that guy's been yes. through a lot um
1: Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
2: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
3: Acknowledged it with some really great promos in story yep. to you. Like, and very, very well done.
2: I, I'm happy for him. He absolutely deserves this. This is great for him. I hope they start booking him as champ better than they were booking him when he was trying to be camp. I don't know what it is. I don't have the, the effort in my fingers to go to CageMatch.net and start looking up what his win loss record is, but it feels like five and 30. Like I don't remember like every time he-, he was losing matches to trick Williams. Like he's not like, I thought the whole thing was finally he gets a one-on-one match with Carmelo Hayes, despite everything else, all the other setbacks, he gets a one-on-one match with Carmelo Hayes and he beats him for the title that's what I that's what I thought the story was but in, but it, it seems like you didn't want to pin Carmelo Hayes before he goes up to the main roster that's what it seemed like to me so you came up with this all of this other horseshit to get there um which is
3: silly because everybody goes out on their back
2: yeah yes uh there you go um uh, <laughs> yes uh af- after the the Von Wagner thing uh where he hit somebody in the head uh or nearly did or whatever uh, in the audience god we all know this is aw you know the wwe shows will be calling for an fbi svu homeland ncis un investigation and arrest uh it, it was a little aggressive it's a little aggressive and i think we needed to have a little talk with with mr wagner um
3: uh it was oh, it was just a lack of spatial awareness like it, it it's nothing more than that, but like no. that's a mistake you can't make. You'll no, get I, was, I, sued. Was, I was
2: I was joking about having a I'll talk with him. Um uh, I won't have a talk with though, with oral messiah, who like nearly died. Like he did this the, the spot where you instead of riding the ladder all the way down, you jump off it and try to do a crossbody. That all of that went wrong. All yeah. of that went wrong. He's very lucky he did not die on that spot. That's what I'm talking about. Like, these guys are all gonna kill it, kill themselves. Hopefully, not literally, to do the spot fest that this event requires to, to kick off a night of what five or five matches, six matches in three hours. Um, and it requires them to do this. Uh, Kyle Ken saying, I like hours." Everything the triple ups, everything else was mid. I think I did read that before. Um, I, I have to say this because Sean's told me I have to say it, Louis, Um, uh, he says, I'm supposed to say that um uh, jake salazar saying von wagner was looking like rachel dolezal again the less said about his choice to wear cornrows in a match where he was facing three uh 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 uh, black gentlemen and or there was another on the outside very prominently featured in the match Uh, it's, it's choice it's a choice um uh yes, and Luis saying to quote Lance Lance Archer,
5: everybody
2: dies. Um let's hope not literally next time you guys do this. Um, but uh Alba Fire apparently sent a little message to the toxic girls earlier night. Come find me at a haunted house. I missed the message, like I wasn't paying attention to
4: it. I thought it was a straight up like I'm going to beat you tonight at Halloween Havoc. And when I do, I'm going to hit you in the face with my flaming baseball bat. And I I, I I, just thought that was what it was. I didn't know she invited him somewhere. So when
2: they all got in a car, I was very confused.
3: No, it was like, <laughs> it was perfectly fine. It was just a video message that said like, hey, meet me at those haunted house." But the way commentary threw it to it too, made it sound like they were like, Alba Fire has a message. And she was like, "Hey, meet me at this haunted house." I was. Like, to looked like...
2: like riffraff. He looked like riffraff. He, he did, he did. Um, I I do know who Rachel Dolezal is. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, that was a that was a big deal a while back. Um. So, uh. Yes. <laughs> Jc Jane does not like haunted houses. She does not like being scared. Jc Jane is is Kate.
3: Yeah,
4: um, she's yes.
3: like, if I want to scare myself, I'll go on a roller coaster. I don't need to go to this haunted house.
4: Um, no.
3: Hard pass.
2: Jake Schelluzzart, no, no, just no. But thank you. Um. Uh. So. <clears throat> um. <laughs> Gigi Dolan loves haunted houses. Loves being scared. Loves Halloween. Super into it. And Maddie Rose is just like no nonsense. Let's find find her, beat her up, and drag her ass back to the ring so we can pin her, and I and I can win. Um, but I do love that uh, that uh, Luis has entitled this in the rundown as Alba Fire presents Luigi's Haunted Mansion featuring Toxic Attraction because <laughs> um, it was it, listen it was a decent little you know
3: like, I'm I'm fine with this here on Halloween Havoc like this is fine and I liked Gigi saying. Like, hey, actually, I'm into this because the numbers game is in our favor. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved the naivety of it's in a haunted house. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. The numbers game is in our favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's Halloween Havoc. This is, I, I think it ran a little long. It probably right. could have been a little yeah. shorter. Yes. But, like, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this is harmless on a show like Halloween Havoc. It's right. better than most of their, like, backstage cheese because it's supposed to be cheesy. It's Halloween Havoc.
2: Yes, Ali. Um, uh, see, if I wanted to scare myself, I'd watch NXT 2.0. Um, so, looking
3: was the spookiest thing on the show. Yeah, <laughs> so
2: we'll start. We'll start here. Alba Fire has apparently everybody who works at this haunted house, unless you're going to say they're actual ghosts and goblins and monsters and slashers. Everyone who works at this haunted house is in on it with Alba Fire. They also hate Toxic Attraction. And they're going. Their whole point is let's lure all of them here, so I can make sure the the two who always help her win get stranded here, and then I'm gonna take Mandy back there. Um, it was I, I did appreciate J.C. Jane hating everything and being easily duped um, <laughs> in, 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 into like, oh my god, everything's so scary. And Gigi Dolan sitting down at a table, putting her feet up, like, what are we doing? Having a tea party, guys? How's it going? You got you need you need some dental work there, pal. Um, And I liked that there was a difference between the two of them. Uh, But, I mean, Gigi Dillon got thrown in a a freezer. Um, Yes. uh, 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 Eventually, she finds Mandy Rose. There's a fight. It's it's fun. It's a weird little haunted house bit. Fine. But she's able to uh, beat them up with a baseball bat, Gigi and JC, who come back again after being taken prisoner. She beats them up with a baseball bat. She says, you know how you always see there's toxic attraction and then everybody else i'm not everybody else so you worked with everybody at this haunted house it was your idea to lure them all here to make sure that the two stooges can't get back to the arena to help out mandy rose you make a declarative statement i'm not everybody else We're doing this match one on one on my terms. Let's go, Mandy. And you drive her back to the arena. This is all on your terms. And I was like, well, it looks like Toxic Attraction is due for a main roster call up. Because there's no way you intentionally cut the legs out from under Alba Fire forever by having her set this whole thing up, put the whole thing in motion, have it work perfectly. Up until the match and then have the rules of time and space and travel no longer apply so the Stooges get back involved and help Mandy Rose win the actual match and retain, thereby, again, cutting the legs out and <laughs> Ann fire forever. There's no way you would actually do that. Spoiler alert, they did that, but we'll talk more about that later.
3: Okay, I don't know what's wrong with you that you thought they were hired actors and not actually goblins and ghouls and the such. Of course they were. It's a haunted house. The Mm -hmm. house is haunted, Alex.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: It's
3: spooky. It's scary. They're Mm -hmm. not hired actors. Mm -hmm. The house is haunted. Right. They're real. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Don't be naive.
5: It's true.
3: Second Uh, of all, I agree. And I would also go a step further and say that it undercuts Mandy Rose's credibility in this fashion, too, to have, yes, it does. like, yeah, just have the one-on-one match, and if you want Mandy to go over, just have her go over, like, yeah, it would make her look, better look wrestler. like a, sure. a stronger champion, and yep. if you're gonna, if you're gonna run this, put some respect on my name crap into the ground, a great way to do that would be to have her win without needing the assistance of her lackeys, who were justifiably not there, because one was in a freezer, and I forget what happened to J.C. Jane. But I did yeah. also appreciate. I think it was JC Jane who was like, "We're not splitting up. What are you an idiot? Have you mm-hmm. ever seen a horror movie?" That was right. cute too. That popped. Yes. So uh, um, this was this segment was perfectly fine. I wish they had paid it off properly later, yeah, but like too. I liked I liked the cheese. I'll take the cheese.
2: Um, Orion, so just a quick drop in to wish y'all a good show. Thank you, Orion Ben.
4: Thanks, Orion Ben. Alan
2: can saying obviously, Gigi feels right at home sitting down for dinner with goblins and the undead. She was married to Darby mm-hmm. Allen. <laughs>
3: She's like, why? Why isn't anybody in here doing any stunts? I'm confused.
5: Gigi, come, sit down for dinner.
4: I made spooky things.
3: You had me just spooky it's, things.
4: It's 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 cold spaghetti. So it's brains. <laughs> Yummy brains.
3: Have these like. grapes that are peeled that I pretended are eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Malachi Black. <laughs>
2: It's weird that he calls uh, his wife uh, Malachi Black, but it's just a weird thing he does. Um, So, uh, Jake Salazar is saying, "Von Wagner really came to the ring looking like Kevin Federline in 2006.
3: I immediately get flashbacks to the Jericho Cruise, because all the white girls get their Mm -hmm. hair braided in the Caribbean. Mm
5: -hmm.
3: Uh, And that, I don't need to see... I don't need to see that or no. Von Wagner on the Jericho Cruise. I need no. neither of those
1: things in my life.
2: Right. Um so um <sighs> It's a casket match. Kate, it's a
3: double casket match. Alex.
2: Let's 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 talk about this, Kate. In Lucha Underground, there was something they called a grave consequences match, okay? Where four gigantic Like sturdy, like metal or like really, really hard wood coffins with beautiful like velvet like lining were all placed on like they were big enough. They were almost the entire length of one side of the ring and they were placed on all four sides and you had to get somebody into one of them. And they were used primarily to, like, powerbomb guys onto the lids and everything. And those things didn't move at all. They Like, it was a great goat. Like, if people who have access to Lucha Underground or who watched it, and you remember, Lucha Underground grave consequences matches. Phoenix was in one versus Mil Muertes. Ricochet as Prince Puma was in one against Mil Muertes' thing. Because he was a dead, he was a zombie wrestler. So, of course, he would have the grave consequences match. Anyway, there's a way to do it with multiple caskets that makes some kind of <clears throat> sense. Here's what doesn't make sense, Kate, I would argue A, druids, just random druids bringing out, bringing out a casket, and they brought it out, and then we had this 15 minute excursion cinematic thing where that all the girls went to the haunted house but like the the druids brought out the first casket and then i don't they just stood there because after the whole thing <clears throat> played then they all left and the casket i was looking at I was like that's a really flimsy looking casket is that the casket because i remember like the undertaker would have like big ornate and that's not i know it's grayson waller is not the Undertaker, but I remember like them having a bigger, nicer casket, and I was like, "That's weird. That looks really flimsy." Um, how many minutes into the match? Six, seven. They Apollo Crews falls onto the top of the casket and falls through it in into the casket. But the stip- the rules stipulate you must put a man in the casket and then close the lid on top of them. And Grayson Waller thinks, well, I've won. I've won the match, haven't I? Because I put him in the casket. Uh, It doesn't matter that I'm like, I I can't close the door on him. He fell through the door. I win. And the ref's like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to have to restart the match. And Grayson Waller justifiably says, how can we do that? And they say, oh, it's okay. Druids? And the Druids bring out another casket. It's a much bigger, much sturdier. um, uh, It's got hinges, like it's actually supposed to open and close where the other one wasn't. So you intentionally had a bunch of extras dressed cheaply like druids bring out a pine box that you wouldn't bury your worst enemy's dog in, had Apollo Crews go through it intentionally to do a dusty finish in a casket match just so you can then bring out the real casket and have a much longer casket match happen after the first one. What is that?
3: Bad is what it is. Uh, I also pink eye Apollo cruise visions guy. (laughs) Just stop. Just stop. Just let him have his normal eyes. Like we got that weird vignette before this. Um, (sighs) the druids i thought joe gacy was coming out because it just feels like how many druids can you possibly have in one show uh and like again it's halloween havoc so i saw the druids i was like okay horny hollow horny (laughs) i wish it was horny halloween at least somebody would be excited about hornoween havoc my God. I didn't know if that was just because I had our segues opened up for the ads that we have tonight. We'll get there. But uh, mm-hmm. I I meant to say corny Halloween things. So I was like, ex- all right, druids, whatever. Then bringing out a crappy casket. Even if they were just two of the same quality casket, I could have bought it, do it a little bit more. But to do that felt Stupid. I actually thought the rest of the match was pretty good. I thought this was, like, Grayson Waller's looking better and better in the ring. I still think his dumb finisher is dumb, but... And I the character's not for me, but, like, ring-wise, he's pretty good. He's a really good seller. Mm -hmm. I thought him and Apollo Crews had really good chemistry, and I felt like, what was the impetus to not just do a normal casket match here? Like, why
2: like literally Shawn Michaels put a dusty finish in a casket, casket match. That's like, that's a level of overbooking that I've, I, I didn't think was possible.
3: It's almost impressive
2: because like even because a regular casket match sucks. Let's be honest. It sucks because the, it's whole terrible. Thing, it's because the whole thing is built around, put a guy in a casket, try and close it on him. He stops it from closing and you, you repeat that with both guys seven times. It is it's it's a, it's, it's, it is a version of uh, the I quit match or the last man standing match, but instead of holding a microphone to their face or counting 10 really slowly, you have the guy get in the casket, stop the lid from closing, get out, put the other guy in the lid, try to close it, he stops it from closing, you just do that for uh, 20 see, minutes.
3: You know what is even more similar to than either of the matches you mentioned? <laughs> What's that An ambulance match?
2: <laughs> well, what, the, the thing is, well, I'm, I'm going to bring that up when we get there. Because it's
3: <laughs> kind of unconscionable that they did this.
2: But here's the deal. Um, uh, it was the, the casket, the second one. Certainly not the first one. The The second one. It would be one thing if they broke the first casket and they had a second one just hanging out in case this happened. But they brought out the worst version of the casket first. And then brought out a much better one. Why didn't you start with a much better one? Like, okay, um, this one's big enough for both guys to get in and to like yes. try and kick each other, like two like two brothers who hate each other in a waiting pool, like just like like just kicking each other like this, like like it's basically this, but with your feet, you're just kicking each other like this. Um, so they did that for a while, um, and eventually, we got. Um, Grayson Waller put in there, and Apollo Crews closed it, and this is the end of the feud, yes, and Apollo Cruz can move on to reasons why he came to NXT again in the first place. Yes, because all of this from the beginning of, like, clairvoyant diner vigilante, like, from the very beginning of that, it was all ruined from the from the very beginning. Get him away from all of that bullshit and have him just have great matches. Like the the next guy that Braun Bricker should defend the title against is Apollo Cruz, and you'll never convince unless Carmelo Hayes is staying down there. And your idea is let's feud the two top guys in NXT against each other, which I'm fine with. But I I think Carmelo Hayes is probably destined for a move to the main roster. And, and if he is, the next guy he defends against should be Apollo Cruz. Like, let's get, let's get, that's why he's there. It's unfinished business. He said so in a promo. Let's just do it. Let's do it.
3: Yeah, the gap from that first promo when he came back of, hey, the Nigerian accent thing was weird and stupid and like acknowledging that and saying he had unfinished business to a guy that has visions was so weird. I really can't handle any more like, I mean, Halloween Havoc. Yes. But like the visions gimmick, like I can't, I can't deal with any more guys that aren't just normal human beings to some extent. Uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate because I actually felt like this was a stronger showing from Waller mm-hmm. without all of the goofiness. And it's like there was all this corniness and slip of the tongue. I said horniness. And it was like, well, maybe they went with Courtney instead of horny because mm-hmm. they can't, Alex. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe they need assistance in that department. Maybe mm-hmm. they need help from their friends at Bluetooth.
0: Don't you just hate when you're at the pharmacy and you're picking up your erection bills, and the lady behind the desk goes, hee hee hee-hee-hee, well, you don't have to worry about that with BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. That's because when you sign up at BlueChew.com, you consult with one of their medical providers, licensed. And when you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. No waiting in line at the pharmacy. You don't have to deal with that receptionist. No waiting in line at the, the doctor's office. Don't got to deal with that that receptionist either, where you show up there and then, like, thirty minutes later, you're not even in the room. Mm-mm. And right now, BlueChew.com which uses the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but at a fraction of the cost, and a chewable tablet, is giving you your first month free. Use the code FIGHTFUL at checkout. All you gotta do is pay $5 shipping, and then your package will arrive.
1: BOOM! Oh, Jesus Christ! (laughs) (laughs) I was
3: literally DMing you back! I was so annoyed!
2: I'm in the same shirt, too.
3: Oh, my gosh. That was spookier than anything that happened on the show. I was DMing you back as we were, as your ad was playing. You sneaky SOB. Hi,
0: Sean. I just got off of the uh, Shawn Michaels call. Oh, my God. These are a blast. He is fantastic on those. Like, he is just so much fun because... He has no idea how to speak their business speak and he doesn't even lie about it. He's like, by the way, I am getting a note that NXT deadline is on December 10th. And when you write it in your articles, make it sound like I said it a lot smoother than that. <laughs> but so I'm going to, I'm here to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of like what he said on that. He full stop, just outright was transparent. He's like, yeah, t Bar's is coming back. Uh, Dijak is coming back cause I asked him. He's like, I'm very excited about it. He's like, we lost him in 2020 and we didn't think we were going to lose him, but this stuff came together really quick. They discovered pretty quickly. They weren't going to do anything with him. And Johnny Russo, the head writer, uh, pitched for it. You so just, oh my God. just, just outright said it. Yeah. And I find that refreshing because we all know, and he's you not you For
3: this. your job, I would think it would be nice if he like, had a reveal of some sort on of the program. Nah,
0: nah, You don't have we to all work this hard We all know, and anybody hard. that's listening to that conference call probably knows, too. Um, and plus, everybody who's watched Main Event, which is very clearly a ton of people, mm-hmm. um, knows that as well. But I, that made me happy, because that's, that's like a sense of transparency we haven't seen in a while. Like, Tony Khan did that a lot early on. Now he kind of goes into promoter mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Triple H would kind of just avoid every question altogether. But uh, Sean also says he believes he's bald because of all the bad things he's done over the years. Which, uh, Alex, you've got some explaining to do.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that as you're, a cause. You want
0: to tell me something. about all the GHB he used to do in the '90s, Alex?
3: Alex is also bald because of a lot of the bad things Sean has done. Just a different set (laughs) of bad things that HBK has done. Uh, Ripping out his hair. So um,
0: (laughs) he also is very happy for Wesley. Uh, He he said that this night took like 10 years off of his life. He even joked that they don't get to say gimmick matches anymore, then says it anyway. (laughs) Says they're stipulation (laughs) matches. He's a big fan of JD but he, he really highlighted Braun Breaker, and he was like, I remember when I was a year in, and I think I had my first main event against Chavo Guerrero Sr., and this guy has been main eventing PLEs and stuff, and people just assume, ah, look at his last name. He'll be fine. Then he's like, no, it's actually very hard to do what he does, uh, but he doesn't see them doing cinematic stuff very much. He said that, because it's halloween havoc the b movie element kind of fits there mm-hmm. but he doesn't think that they're going to do it often and he said that he would find it very very hard to even do those because he's so reactionary based on the audience that that it's you know it's it'd be more difficult and he said he has an interesting quote this is one of many things he probably wasn't supposed to say but he goes i know i'm not supposed to say this but we're all marks here and i'm fine with that He's like everybody wanted to to end up with a title around their waist. I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh he just blurted out that NXT Japan and Mexico are coming, by the way.
3: <laughs>
0: Those are coming next year. He said it on the call.
3: This is his last conference
0: call <laughs> completely for sure. unprompted. I loved it. <laughs> Because, like, all that happened was somebody said, are y'all going to travel for weekly shows? And he's like, probably the PLEs, not the shows. NXT Mexico and Japan next year. <laughs> Pretty much just said that. Um, he was like, likely possible. And then he's like, ah, they're probably just coming. They're probably, they'll probably announce that. He's amazing on these. Uh, and he also says that he believes that the sweet spot is two and a half hours for these shows. Usually they do five matches and you can see the WCW influence on this because if you ever heard Eric Bischoff talk, he said that he felt like Halloween havoc was maybe their second or third biggest show. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me as a kid, I was like, Oh, this is a cartoonist show. WCW didn't think that they thought that it was like starcade, super brawl, Halloween havoc. And Sean indicated that as well. And the refreshing thing is just how open the input he is just social media, the audience, the media He's like, tell me, do you guys think it was too long? Because if it is, we'll probably go back and look at it and just decide that's too long and stick with our sweet spot. Um, also, he said that about, about the T-Bar thing too. He's like, we see the stuff on social media. And he's like, we we want to let people know that we're listening to that as well. Um, so that he was- He
3: unblocked everyone, but okay.
0: He unblocked me, so that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, he, he definitely listened to that. But uh, yeah, he's, he's really, really great on these calls. Uh, we have the audio going up. Uh, we have the video going up, but uh, yeah, I got people on my Twitter mentioned saying, will there be a replay of the media scrum somewhere as if I hadn't promoted it 10 times. Yep. But yeah, guys, that that's over there. But I also wanted to come by and give you guys kind of the scoop on all the pertinent stuff that he said, because yeah, you, know, you guys are watching this show and, right. and all that. So but we- uh, was
3: this guy on the call? Sean Mossap, Was he did he ask any questions?
0: Why does it have a soul patch? (laughs) I don't know whose eyes are those. You'd You'd have have to to ask Ali Cease because those are not my eyes, are they? No, they're
2: not. No, which we're we're trying to find, um, all the different moppelgangers because that's obviously Edge and then that's Kate.
0: She and, was at my house like two nights ago. Why didn't she mention this? I don't know.
2: This is this is from like a couple of weeks ago. But she she got mad at us the last time you were on. And we didn't show you your Moppelganger, So there it is.
0: They claim they're my eyes, but that's definitely not my beard. I've never let my beard get like that. So she had to go find find a PNG mm-hmm. beard file somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she listen, put a lot
3: of work into these.
0: Which mm-hmm. one was it? Allie All- or Emily?
3: Allie, I think.
0: Okay. Well, I hope, Allie, that every time you go to search for images, they are web P-files. Ah, uh, the worst. Mm-hmm. And I hope that that's what you have to experience on a daily basis, are web P-files. But enjoy the <sighs> show, guys.
3: Thanks, Sean. Bye. Jump scare Sean's scat. Get
5: out of my way. What
2: were we going to tell him? Oh yeah, this one.
3: So open to social media. You block, every, you blocked me for saying that Brett was better than John, and I didn't include tags last name.
2: Paula Cruz has pink eye. No, no, it's blood. It's red eye.
3: It's like his his blood vision eye, but, but it looks his, like his, he has pink eye. He's,
2: yes, his blood vision eye. That's what he's got. Um, Some
3: dog farted on his eyeball. It's yep. he's got pink eye.
2: Um, uh, uh, Luis says. Uh, can confirm that you can watch Lucha Underground on Pluto TV via the El Ray Network, which is cool. It's a free app you can get. Uh, you can go to Pluto Pluto.TV or something like that on, on like a web browser. Is it because all those channels are like they play everything on a loop. Um, like there's an Impact Wrestling channel on Pluto TV, which just like plays random episodes of TNA or TNA pay-per-views and like with no rhyme or reason. You just, like, tune in and go, hey, look, it's Kurt Angle versus Sting. Um, you just you know, get to watch a match. Uh, anyway. Um, so. <laughs> um, uh, JB Pingle says, listen to you guys talk about the PLE yuck uh, makes is.
3: I think we read this already.
2: Seems like the cover band saying, anyway, here's Wonderwall. Okay. <laughs>
3: I don't
4: know anyway,
2: here's Wonderwall. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, Kate just pooped herself when Sean ran in. Um,
3: I did not. If anything, I would have peed myself, but I did yes. not. No, okay. So um giving that credit. Uh,
2: <laughs> Jake Salazar says, uh, <laughs> if, if being bad means you go bald, Jake Salazar says, Sean's scalp should be missing after some bad decisions tonight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that. Uh, Jake Salazar also says Sean Michaels giving Billy Corrigan a run for his money as worst booker of the year. Um, it's it's not that. I mean, it's not that bad. It's just like just he gets in his own way sometimes. It's just Sean, just like
3: just overdone. Just like overdone. A, a dusty finish in the casket match is a perfect example of just trying well, as, as of doing said, way too much.
2: I will. I would never have the um, the I don't know stick to itiveness to actually write a book. But if I were to write a book about the NXT 2.0 era, I would call it Overbooked and Undercooked. That's what I would call it. Um, so uh, there is a Chase U segment, for some reason, uh, in which uh, 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 Andre Chase yells at, at a student irrationally. Um, I don't know why. Uh, because that guy didn't know the location of Halloween Havoc 95, he says, right. but, he, but he says really mean things to the student. We're supposed to root for Andre Chase. Um, Jake Salazar says, please explain to me what the H was that Motel 6 college class backstage segment. Who were those bums? Why did it happen? Whose idea was this nonsense? And why are they still producing? Um, uh, That's Andre Chase. He runs a university called Chase University. It doesn't make any sense. It never has. Uh, There are two named characters that are wrestlers who are his students. One of them is Thea Hale who was like 18 years old. Uh, and the other one is Bodie Hayward, who I have no idea. But um, he's the surfer dude. And uh, he doesn't like that Duke Hudson is a transfer student. He says out loud in the middle of the class to everybody, but but, Mr. Chase, I hate transfer students. Um, xenophobic
3: much? Uh, what they're, they're, a, a weird thing to declare in class in a segment of all of these dumb ones. This one I thought was actually a little bit better, but I'll let you get through it before explaining why it was Duke Hudson passable to me.
2: Went to 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 the main roster and did a main event, and he lost to Cedric Alexander. Duke Hudson is better than all of this. I'm going to I'm going to keep on saying it um i he's start he's there he answers a question correctly after bodie hayward answered it incorrectly and um twice actually incorrectly twice and then he saved him said the right one um and so bodie hayward hates duke hudson is a storyline that we are going to get on television in which i guarantee you um we are going to get uh, bodie hayward hating how much Duke Hudson is favored by Andre Chase. He's going to become Andre Chase's new uh, teacher's pet, even though Duke Hudson really doesn't have respect for Andre Chase. And eventually that's going to come out because Bodie Hayward videotapes uh, him talking bad about Andre Chase. And then Andre Chase and Bodie and Duke Hudson are going to have a match. And Andre Chase is going to beat him in the match uh, because uh, because Duke Hudson beat up Bodie Hayward or something that uh, that whole storyline will last until WrestleMania.
3: Okay, that I don't want. But as far as the segment that happened tonight, if I have to accept that this is on my screen, this is one of the way better ones I think because there was clarity around what was happening. They were learning about wrestling history, right? Uh. And Andre Chase didn't randomly hate his students. He just wanted them to know the material that he was teaching, so that makes sense. Uh, And the classroom is being used to set up a feud, which is something that, I swear to God, has literally never happened in the entire history of Chase University. There has never been a student that argued with another student that led to an on-screen feud. There was never... Like, Andre Chase and Bodie I think ended up facing someone as a part of Chase U, but like no one ever was like, Hey, did anyone notice our professor loses all the time? And then they had to fight about that. Like it's never actually been used to set up a feud. So while this still falls under what we've lovingly been calling sh- like schlocktober, this was a better one of these segments. If you're going to stick this with me, cause it at least like made sense. And also Duke Hudson is really good at this. <laughs> like he was so, he came in and he was like the smarmy newcomer and, like
2: he's also thirty five, and I don't understand why he's actually in this particular class.
3: No, 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 it's that is all stupid. But like, I'm also <laughs> if I'm going as far as to buy that Chase University is a has a history wrestling course. Like he played the like confident new guy who knows exactly what he's doing. Their thing extremely well, and uh, like I um I feel like he he did enough with it that I was at least remotely appetized by what was on tv i think i just like seeing duke Hudson on my tv i think he, he's a skilled professional wrestler and really good at this but like even the way he was sitting and stuff like i kind of got a kick out of it and again it's halloween havoc so i'm like i'm expecting cheesy stuff when this goes back to just being on weekly episodic television i'm not going to be as as forgiving but it at least made sense
2: Jake's saying, uh, wait, this was a better one of these segments? Yeah. Dear Lord Jesus, how bad could the other ones have been? Way
3: worse. Way they're worse. Bad. They're, exactly. they're all, they've are
2: they're all been bad. Uh, and Luis says, as a former transfer student, why the hate, Bodhi? Because Bodhi doesn't like foreigners. There you go. That's why. Um, Hey, here's a weapons wild match with Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade and <sighs> you think there would be somebody back there that could teach Roxanne Perez how to swing a skateboard at somebody with menace you'd think that that whoever was laying this match out wouldn't just have Cora Jade throw a trash can lid at Roxanne who knocks it out of the air well doesn't knock it out of the air just kind of bunts it with her skateboard Um, and you do that exact spot Five times in a row, trash can lid, bunt, trash can lid, bunt, trash can lid, bunt, trash can lid, bunt, broom, bunt. Like it's, what, what is this? What, this was, this was doomed. I would argue from the very beginning when you had them, when you had Cora turn on Roxanne for zero reason out of the blue, while they were still tag champs for a one week, week after they became tag champs. This was all like none. Right about now, at I would argue, at the earliest is when you should have done the turn. Have them defend the tag titles on the same show that Cora Jade has an NXT Women's Title match, and and they lose the title match, but Cora, but not, the, but, but Roxanne wins the title somehow. But like now, she's celebrating by herself, and Cora Jade doesn't like that because if you had been actually focusing on our titles then maybe we would have been able to keep them and we'd be champions together but you wanted to go off and big time me and you would have been able to actually show that happening over the course of several months as opposed to never like you never showed it happening and so it's always felt like less than and this was not laid out well uh, i would argue um, I really, really like Roxanne. I think Cora Jade has a lot of potential, but not as a heel because this isn't working for me. Um, there was a stupid moment where they had to do it so they could do the spot, where Cora Jade runs up the up the, the, the stands to get to the Raven's Nest, and Roxanne <clears throat> follows her, where they specifically say, as she's following her, this match has to end in the ring. So Cora Jade runs up there as a coward, and Roxanne Perez b- puts a chair in the ring, sits there, gets a microphone, says, "You can't win this match from up there. Get back here. I'm not following you. I don't know what you've got planned up there. I'm too smart for this." Because that would make her a smart somebody we want to root for, not this, which is bad. The spot up there where they're fighting, and and Roxanne thinks twice about punching her friend. You know. My best friend, think of all the. Remember that time in New York where that was that oh one God. thing that happened? Oh my God. That I had to borrow your sweatshirt bad. because
3: I could still coffee on my. But... <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So if you had actually taken the time to tell the story over weeks and weeks, you could have built to a moment where we would have seen them being friends and watched that friendship dissolve slowly. And so we kind of would have empathized with both of their points of view. And maybe this would have been a moment you could actually have milked for actual emotional resonation, but they didn't. So her not punching and not trying not to punch and then she kind of like <clears throat> just turns around and they both Russian leg sweep each other off the ra- Raven's Nest through the table. Don't worry. Like there's a moment where you could have Cora Jade go, please, please, please don't do this. Everything got so crazy. It was, I, I was out. I was out of hand. It was all. It's all my fault. You know, I still love you. You know, I want us to be friends again, please. And have you could have Roxanne be dumb enough to go for a hug, and then have Cora Jade smile at her, and then they both go over because Cora Jade pulls them. Like, and then they both. But, but you could have it so so so. Roxanne twists, and all of the brunt goes onto Rox on, onto Cora Jade, and then. Roxanne saying, like, this is the last time you I ever fall for any year. Of bullshit. And then she beats the hell out of her, hits the pop rocks on the chairs and wins the same way. But that entire thing was built around this moment of emotional resonance, which completely fell flat because the spot going off the top looked like shit. And you never gave them the opportunity to really be friends on, on screen so we don't give a shit if they're friends now. Like, all of this could have been so much better if had the promoters actually taken the time to make the storyline matter to make the heel turn believable and they did none of those things and so this just felt really bad to me
3: there was a disconnect in the story as you pointed out and with the execution of what they had built in the ring today unfortunately for me as well i think all those weird moments with Roxanne were supposed to be like, I can't do this to my former friend, but they didn't come off. Right. Like, I think it's supposed to be that, like that face up, that baby face thing of, and in their defense, Roxanne should be a pure baby face. Like she comes across as like the babiest baby face um, of like, she wants to go hit her with something, but she just can't do it. And they did that like five times. So if you keep going to that, well, A, it has to look like that's what it was supposed to be and not just, like, that she was sincerely scared to lay her shit in. Um, Mm -hmm. But you also have to have her either getting closer to being able to do it and still not do it, or you have to have her connect one of the times, finally, like, she got past that mental barrier. That would have been great. um, But it did not translate that way, unfortunately. Them going up into the Raven's Nest, as we affectionately call it, uh, I felt like the move was to have core jade move out of the way and have roxanne fall through the table herself like give that sinister look it's halloween havoc have her do the spot that you were just talking about of just like please don't do this please don't do this and either roxanne is smart enough and she couldn't lay those shots in with all those instruments like all the tools with the broom with the skateboard but she can just push her she's able to do that because she's getting more aggressive throughout the match, or well, I think would have been a better spot of like, you were dumb enough to follow me up here. You're dumb enough to fall down. Mm-hmm. Boom. Mm-hmm. But then because the match has to end in the ring, Roxanne gets in the ring and Cora Jade is flaunting about or whatever. And she doesn't go down there or whatever. Like there's ways to have done it that way. But the, I think because the story was so muddy getting out of the gate that the story didn't translate in the ring, but on um, the short term and the longer term, unfortunately, this didn't work for me. I am glad that Roxanne won because I think they are probably setting up for her to take the title from Mandy, is my guess. I don't know when they're gonna do it, but it does feel like that has to be. If it wasn't Alba Fire tonight, who the hell <laughs> who the hell is it? Who the hell feels important enough in the NXT women's division right now, especially with Nikita Lyons being tied up with Zoe Starks in this tag thing? Like, who's gonna feel like someone that's that can get handed off to that's going to have it yeah. that it's going to mean something like i think she is still your star of the future so i think that's where it's going to go but yeah this this unfortunately didn't work for me like that that spot off the raven's nest wasn't great the hesitations to lay stuff in didn't come across as storytelling it just came across as like weakness and uh i i don't think it helped that going into this wasn't like a really well-told story, and we had the regime handoff within all of that, right? So none of that helps. And Cora J just hasn't – the most important Cora Jade has felt was War Games of last year where she, like, did something and she was being built up as a face, and I didn't really like the build, but they were at least telling a story of something that was working, and this this heel turn for me hasn't worked at all.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, the, the, the heel turn I, I think might have worked for me had it felt motivated at the time. Sure, um, and I also think they're not writing her very well as a heel.
3: No, not at all. You know, so
2: the I closest think, they
3: got I was when she was she, like shooting on the rest of the locker room. And the room. thing
2: is, she's she's she is still very young. I think that she might have the chops to pull off a character like this when she's eight years into her career, which would put her at like twenty six. So, like, like yeah, she could absolutely do this when she's further into into her career. That's what NXT is supposed to be for. But it would really help where you are actually not saying, okay, we know you've been this character, this cutesy poo underdog skater girl for the entire time you've been here. Starting today, you're a different person entirely go. You can't do that to this level of performer. They're just, they're not ready for that yet. And that's not, that's not her fault. That's their fault. So yeah, that's my, that's my, that's always been my point of it. Um, uh, so yes, at least Roxanne wins, and I like your idea of Roxanne pinning Mandy. At this point, I'm I'm convinced that the the Earth will crash into the Sun before Mandy Rose loses the NXT Women's Championship. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm convinced of at this point. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yes, uh, uh Dominic Dijakovic is coming uh, back to
3: evidently. Great reveal. I,
2: I mean. I liked the subtlety of the T-Bar mask being burned. He doesn't even wear that anymore, by the way. He just wrestles. He's still called T-Bar in the main roster, even though he never gets a spot on Raw. There was a thing, God, I wish they had done this because it would have been so friggin' great. And I'm actually upset that they're bringing him back. If they don't bring him back to, to NXT to win a title, I'm going to think that this other thing would have been better. Because during the whole uh, Mustafa Ali and Seth Rollins brawl at the end of Raw, uh, T-Bar, Dominic Dijakovic, uh, tweeted out, I hate Mustafa Ali. And I was like, he does, doesn't he? And Seth Rollins is a really great manipulator. And he could really use a heavy. Yes. Like, Seth Rollins walking around with Dominic Dijakovic behind him. And if Mustafa Ali wants a shot at that title, he's got to beat T-Bar who he never could like
3: if anybody wants a a shot at that, but I mean like, but specifically
2: Mustafa Mustafa Ali, Ali, that storyline of having to go through the big bruiser to get to Seth Rollins is a, is an amazing role for T-Bar to play. If he's going to come back to NXT and be as big of a player in NXT as he was when he was there before, maybe even a bigger player and actually win a, win a belt. That'd be great. But I just saw Apollo Crews come back and do a my eye is bloody feud with Grayson Waller. And that that ain't worth it for for to come back.
3: Well, and isn't it supposed to be developmental now? Like he this guy doesn't need to develop anymore. That hasn't been the problem. So I I don't know. I think you do still need people that are pretty polished to help the people that are developing along. And he could certainly be very valuable in that regard. But um, I don't know. I'm. I'm glad Sean likes that he's coming back and blatantly that that was said, but I would have preferred a storytelling nuance to go all Me side too. of that. Me too. Uh, but I I want to see him on my screen. So that rules. If Yes. If
2: it's more, more Dijak matches. Like, I don't, I mean, he's been doing it a long time and that dude's not shy about taking bumps. Yeah. So um, the more TV matches I get to see from him, between now and whenever he hangs it up the better he should he was woefully misused on the main roster like from t-bar to there was that awesome time where it looked like bobby lashley and mvp had hired like the former mason t-bar to be bodyguards for lashley to go to have matches with Drew and Braun Strowman. There was that weird time in the Thunderdome where there was like a week or two where it was like, hey, these guys could be like the new APA, just like heels for hire. Like, that would be fun, but they never paid off on any of that stuff and now Massey is hanging out with Mansoir. So, yeah. Hey, uh, so Shotzi and and Quincy, Quincy was dressed as a banana. Yes, uh, whose uh, peel
3: uh, did not snap in the middle.
2: Nope, and uh, <laughs> um, and Shotzi was dressed like Beetlejuice. Uh, it's showtime, and uh, uh, I love Beetlejuice. Uh, I thought that was a it was a fun costume, cool little moment. What were they doing exactly, both of them, before Last Legend came out? Because they weren't really hosting anything. Like it would be one thing if they got to be like guest ring announcers for the whole thing, but they didn't really host and whatever. So last legend comes it out to put a promo very
3: John Cenay when John Cena would be like, man, let's just have a random recap of the night with me on the mic. It was like, You've seen caskets, you've seen whatever. Like uh it was it was very hosty, but not of a wrestling show.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but the last legend came out to talk crap. Uh Quincy talked crap back. And then Shotzi got in the middle by screaming. And then hit a DDT on Lash Legend. And Lash Legend and Shotzi are having a match next week on NXT. Because reasons.
3: I mean, I did kind of like that Lash Legend had said, like, hosting's kind of my thing. Like, <laughs> why, why yes. wasn't why wasn't I even considered as a pretty fair complaint, I think? And then Quincy saying that... Uh, lashing out was cancelled or whatever is is fine. I don't think the best move for Lash Legend or Shotzi is for them to face each other right now. Uh, I can't see that going very well uh, no. stylistically and experience gap wise. I think that is maybe a a more dangerous call. They could have done safer things, mm-hmm. uh, but I did. I feel like Lash Legend has a point of like. Hey man,
0: <laughs>
3: hosted a whole talk show. I wasn't even uh, nobody my name wasn't even in your mouth. Right. She looked great. Uh, I just don't think we need that that match set up right now.
2: No. Um I
3: don't know who that helps.
2: No, because Last Legend can't win that match. Can't possibly win that match. Shotzi's doing things now, finally yeah, I'd, I'd hope on not. the main yeah. roster, you know. So yeah, weird. Um so. You had a whole wheel, a whole wheel that you could spin to make a deal. There were lots of things you could do on it. You didn't do it on, on TV, but even if you did, you you could stop it anywhere. You could stop it anywhere. You could have had so many. There are so many things that were on that wheel.
3: Quincy could have spun the wheel. Quit could have spun the wheel. Right. They would have had a great time.
2: Um, here's the thing. Um, you... you if you if you have a if you have a card that already has an ambulance match on it, you cannot then choose to put a casket match on the show. It is the same match. It is put a guy in a space and then close, close a ma- the close a door on that guy, and that guy stops the door from being closed and then gets out and puts the other guy in the space and closes the door on him. It's the same match it's already bad it's like a it's not a to me it's not a compelling gimmick match and then you're gonna do two of the same on the same show what is wrong with you why would you do that to yourself intentionally that is that should be a jailable affa- offense
3: i agree with you and i think the casket match actually suffered in this more because i thought As far as dumb ambulance matches go, and that's the only type, this one was pretty good, and a large reason why is because David Kempf is is pretty good, and Julius Creed is incredible. Right. Unbelievable, unbelievable, Mm -hmm. unbelievable megastar rising through the ranks right now. -hmm. And it didn't feel, considering how gimmicky an ambulance match was, this didn't feel overly gimmicky. Like, I don't think anybody was trying to tilt over the ambulance. Like... Normally, ambulance matches, I feel like, end up being, like, a strong dude thing. And this was kind of just, like, it seemed like they were trying to win the match the whole time, I guess. And there was a lot of really great wrestling that happened outside of those spots. So this, I felt like, was a way cleaner produced version of that same match. And I think the casket match looked worse off for it.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. No, like, one of the two has to suffer by comparison. Yes. To me, it was was entirely the casket match. But the problem with this ambulance match, okay, is you are in an arena that does not allow the ambulance to be parked in a place where any of the people in the arena can see it. So if you're going to have an ambulance match, you got to put the you got to bring the ambulance out so the crowd can see it. If you don't, then you have to have the people in the ring. They carry the other guy to the ambulance, put him in the ambulance, try to close the door. The guy doesn't can't close the door, gets out, and then they got to go back into the arena so they can do the match, most of the match, in front of people. But once you get that close to the ambulance, you need to stay close to the ambulance in case you can just quickly get a guy in the ambulance and close the door. It makes no sense for you to go all the way back to the... That's that is a problem. Like, and when they were trying to back the ambulance in, do you happen to notice the guy who's like, hey, this this way, this way, this way, because he was gonna <laughs> crash into the wall? Um, maybe <laughs> let's not do ambulance matches in, in very small warehouses. Let's save them for arena matches. I mean arena uh, arena events, because it was really kind of funny. Um
3: or let's just never do them again. But th- them.
2: There you go. Um uh I I I I will say that I, I really did enjoy uh, the Braun versus Roman ambulance match. The only problem was they immediately negated the result of it. Yeah. Because Braun won. He closed the door. And then the the door flew open and Roman speared Braun by diving out of the ambulance and got all of his heat. His I don't know. Can, can a baby face get his heat back? But that's exactly what he did in the moment because they let Braun win it. But then immediately Braun got his ass kicked. So yeah. that's not quite great. But the match itself was was dope. Um this was good um I would say Julius is as you said he's a, he's he's incredible um and uh he's so incredibly athletic and he he tells a story really well in the ring um uh and I, I think that Damon Kemp is 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 coming along they they mentioned that that the first time we saw him uh in Diamond Mine was was May and I'm like well, holy shit, uh, that's shit that is he's he's come along pretty far since that first couple of matches we saw him in Diamond Mine 100%. So that's good so that's good for him um and then we get a a, a, a power bomb onto a gurney is the final thing uh there's wearing him out with a chair and everything um I, I listen I I thought that I thought that the, the substance of the match where they were actually wrestling and fighting was good everything around the ambulance of like I'm like this guy stuck a crutch in the door so the door can't close but I I'm going to try and close the door 12 times, even though there's a crutch in the way and it can't close. Um, uh, I did appreciate, I did like the, the moment of, I'm not losing this match. I don't care if you break all my fingers. That, yes. I that thought worked, really cool. but it would have worked better. Had we not seen a whole bunch of earlier things of guys trying to put their foot or a crutch or something else in the way. Cause it kind of, diminished the impact of like no 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 seriously you're not gonna do this but also the stipulation sucked of brutus has to leave nxt yeah
3: why not both
2: of you like because then honestly i was like could they do they really want to add a third guy to the alpha academy but only only a third guy not a fourth guy.
3: Yeah, and like, how would you I, how would you be like Julius doesn't fit in here? Is I don't I have no
2: idea, idea what, what the whole point of the stipulation was, but the creeds get to get to stay together at least, and that's
3: I think it was supposed to be like uh how are you gonna deal, how are you gonna live your life without your brother kind of thing. Because we know that the assumption is that he would go to the main roster. Mm-hmm. In NXT world, we're supposed to believe that he's just kicked out of wrestling, right? Yeah. So so that's fair. I thought the wheelchair spot was real goofy. That that was stupid and not in a fun Halloween havoc way. And this kind in of, the way of the match way. But
2: I my God. I I I actually would have loved. Like I put you in the in the wheelchair. You can't get out because I've I've shoved a crutch in like in there so you can't get out. And that's how I'm going to wheel you all into the, the way the
3: ambulance
2: into all the ambulance, and then you're sitting there, and we'll protect it because you can get your arms up. But one bunk with a chair, pick you up out of the other wheelchair, throw you in. That's the end of it. To like put him in the wheelchair, only to like run him into the steps and have him, while being pushed, do this, was not not great. But it's the giving idea of like
3: twenty twelve Zach Ryder vibes. <laughs>
2: nah, yeah,
5: that is. True. That was true. Um, not good. Yeah. So I will um,
3: say that I. Julius Creed just obviously continues to impress, but this did make the casket match feel like a snooze. And darn mm-hmm. it, Alex, if
4: yeah. you're gonna
3: if you're gonna snooze,
4: well, uh, yeah, I, I like to snooze.
3: Who doesn't? Who doesn't love a good a good nap? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna want to snooze in the the best sheets possible, and in, in my opinion, at mm-hmm. least, I think you would want something that was like cozy and and temperature controlled and. Darn it if Sean Ross Sap doesn't have the best information on the best sheets.
0: The only good dirt sheets are here at Fightful. You don't want dirt sheets on your bed. That's why you need Miracle brand. Trymiracle.com slash Fightful. That's Trymiracle.com slash Fightful. Get a free three-piece towel set. Save 40% off. These sheets are fantastic. They have great comfort, great quality with those premium 500 thread count satin weaves. That are made with USA grown Supima cotton. One of the highest quality cottons in the world. It's better for your skin. Stop sleeping on bacteria. These Miracle brand sheets help prevent 99% of bacteria. Require three times less laundry than regular sheets. And they're self-cooling. With silver infused fabrics originally developed by NASA. Try slash Fightful. Again, TryMiracle.com slash Fightful. Save 40% and get three free towels. How can you beat that? Get rid of your dirt sheets well, besides us and get Miracle.
4: Um, Yeah, uh,
2: it'll be a miracle if Damon Kemp's brother ever sees TV apparently because he is not doing too well considering what they thought that D'Abel Stevenson was going to be. Michael Branson saying all this hype for Gable Stevenson, including a draft pick on Raw, and his brother is the one with the storyline. Um, and I, I, I'm I'm assuming they're going to do more with uh, with Damon Kemp going forward. Uh, he's got to have a match versus Roddy when Roddy gets healthy, right? Like they got to they got to do that. Like you ran me over, so. <laughs>
3: I kind of before we got the news that maybe Gable Stevenson wasn't as far along as they were hoping, thought this was gonna be like brothers versus brothers, Creeds versus I, I
2: think they probably assumed that too.
3: Yeah, uh, and I I feel like people's expectations of Damon Kemp were lower. Mm-hmm. So maybe they want to make sure he's like good and ready is the only thing I could think. Cause I think right. they were like this guy's gonna be a main roster star, and mm-hmm. then we're like, oh, maybe not so much. So right.
2: um uh, big C that's me says, shouldn't an ambulance match imply that the person getting taken away is hurt and needs to be taken to the hospital. It didn't seem like they did that. Well, no, they did take him to the hospital. Uh, the, the ambulance drove away with Damon camp inside. And that's actually the worst part of losing a match. Uh, the match matches that you, you got to foot the bill for the ambulance trip to the hospital, which is like a thousand dollars to take you in an ambulance to the hospital. That's, that's not cheap I you know there's no way those NXT kids have good insurance no which they have that to pay NXt themselves.
3: salary ain't no. paying the copay well either no. so
2: yeah um but what I did like was that they went directly from the ambulance leaving the arena to uh, uh, to Alba Fire driving up and they were like immediate continuation I thought that was really good because it, it dispensed with all the other BS and just went right into the match. Um, which was nice because it felt like this whole thing was kind of dragging. Um, I love
3: stuff like that. AEW used to do that all the time and they don't do that anymore. But I would love it when like wrestlers would be coming down the ramp and up the ramp at the same time and kind of mm-hmm. acknowledge each other. Yeah. Like I love that stuff. So I was yeah. happy they did that too.
4: Yep.
2: Um, so, uh, yeah, as we said, we had Mandy Rose, uh, and Alba Fire and Tandy the, Rose. Ma- the, the Tandy Rose was doing. The match was was going along fine, right? Um, and I don't know. Did so? Gigi and JJ took an Uber back back from the. They, they were driving a long time to get to this um, haunted house, so they must like Ubered Ubered back and got there so. just in time to uh, to cost Alba fire the match. Um, that she, this entire plan that she had put together. To get those two girls as far away from the arena as possible. Trap them somewhere where they could not um, uh, help Mandy Rose. And then they just did. Um, And um, there was a uh, uh, a ref bump, if I'm not mistaken. uh, A terrible, stupid ref bump. And then um, the, the kiss from a Rose... Knee by Mandy Rose and the slowest possible three count to just really, really, really stick it to Alba fire and make sure nobody ever takes her seriously ever again. This again, this is Kaylee Ray who held the women's championship in NXT UK for like 700 days or something. Like she's an amazing wrestler, one of the best in the world. And all you did with this entire storyline was undercut her forever And that, to me, is unforgivable. Have her lose the match if you're going to have her lose the match. Don't have her mastermind the perfect plan and then have it backfire anyway because that makes you look like an idiot.
3: Especially with no knowledge of how they got out. Like, we saw Gigi Dolan get put in a freezer. I would like to know how she escaped the freezer. I didn't expect them to tell me that because they had a Steiner just get kidnapped and then be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, unkidnapped Without any explanation i would like to know how they got out of that snafu you you spent a long time telling me all about this snafu explain to me how they got out of it It would be nice uh and actually i thought the match was was pretty decent i thought mandy looked fine and i thought alba fire did a really good job uh like handling their size disparity a little bit because it it is noticeable and a lot of times things like that can get clumsy i've Charlotte's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world and Mm -hmm. I've seen that happen with her and Sasha sometimes just like just literal I'm just that much taller than you stuff can get in the way and I thought she had some really nice she had like some something that looked a little bit like a sidewalk slam that -hmm. was a nice counter in here that I just I thought that was really cool I think Mandy looked fine and I thought the match was I'm with you going well like I wish they would have just had Miss put some respect on my name, not have to have people interfere to win it. And this isn't even their fault. We just get so many dumb ref spots in all of wrestling, especially AEW, that now when I see one, even though it's not NXT that abuses it, I'm just so sick of them. And again, that's not even on them. This one wasn't even the most egregious one. This one at least made some sort of sense. I just wish that they hadn't gone so far out of their way to... As you said, kind of like undercut what ended up making Alva Fire look kind of dumb. Uh, if she's not winning here, send her up. She could do so many cool things on the main roster. Mm-hmm. I feel like the main roster could use uh, some 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 love. I think her and Doudrop could do some really cool stuff as a tag team.
4: They'd be so great together.
3: Um, they definitely need more women of color on the roster too. That's not lost on me considering it's mm-hmm. just... Pretty much Bianca and bfab I think right now.
2: And bfab doesn't wrestle, at least hasn't yet. So
3: not right now, no. So uh yeah, I, I think I think they could use a little shakeup because the tag titles story has just been Raquel plus a friend versus Dakota right. and and EO. So if you're gonna have her lose here, I don't know what else there is left for her right. to do in NXT, you, you might as well call her up. I thought Maybe Manny Drops and Toxic Attraction goes up. That seems like it would make a whole lot of sense to me.
2: Gav has the perfect, um, very succinct thing to describe this. Do that whole bit to remove the outside interference and then just do it anyway. Yes. So it's 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 like when they do, they, oh, now we're going to have a steel cage match, which means no one can interfere. And then they do. This dude, anyway, yeah, uh, like, or they do. Oh, this guy's manager is really getting involved all the time. You know what we're gonna do to make sure he can't get involved? We're gonna suspend him over the ring in a shark cage, and then he just drops like a chain or a hammer or something out of the cage during the match, and the guy cheats anyway. Like, it's just don't go through all the rigmarole to suspend this one thing and then have like if you're gonna do all this the we have a, a wonderful opportunity to either a my choice have uh kaylee ray alba fire beat mandy rose or put some respect on mandy rose's name when she's out there one on one at a disadvantage because of, of how kaylee ray has has uh, sabotaged her theater place softened her and up have her yeah. win anyway now you can have her do it via chicanery but it's got to be her own that she comes up with by herself and not just her stooges show up and get the ref distracted. Like, just have her win by her wits if she can't win by her ability. Sometimes the heel is just the better wrestler. I always say it because it has to be true. It has to. And they just, they don't like doing it that way. And, yeah. as Doc well, M- I Doc. I, M- I,
3: cannot put respect on your name that way. Like, if you're going to keep shoving that down my throat, you cannot be Mandy Respect Rose. I cannot put respect on your name. Because I have no reason to. Because Mm -hmm. you've only ever... The only thing you've ever told me is that you're hot and that you need other people's help to win. That's not... MJF cheats all the time to win. Mm -hmm. He's not asking for people's respect. He's asking for money all the time. Perfect. That's fine. But I can't put respect on your name if you're going to cheat constantly. It doesn't work like that.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: uh, Gav saying, well, you've established she doesn't have only two friends. So what if Sonia shows up and, and helps her here? Like, I would hate it because they've still never resolved that thing for me. But at least you've already established she doesn't just have two friends. There's another person who can come out and do it to, to solve the thing. But no, you know. Um, uh, and uh, Doc Mueller says they had the perfect setup to take the title off of Tandy Rose and screwed it up. At least I can rely on you guys to be good. Well, thank you, Doc oh, Mueller. Oh, thank you. Um, You know else you can rely on to be good? Ilya Dragunov.
3: Oh, boy, can you? And, and,
2: and to a lesser extent, uh, uh, the former JD Jordan McDone. Devlin. Du- JD McDonald. Google me. Google me. Um, I'm so um,
3: mad we had that joke and Kevin Owens did it better than us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Me too. Me too. Um, and uh, and Braun Breakker uh, is uh, he really? It is we we forget about how f- short of a time he's been wrestling. He really we like. Oh, it's just because he's got like. Listen, if the the argument that oh he's a Steiner, of course he's good, is immediately is immediately disproven by the existence of Dominic Mysterio. So anytime somebody comes at you with, ah, oh, he's a signer, obviously. Then all you do is just show them a picture of Dominic Mysterio, and that disproves the argument. Okay. Um, uh, this was a really great triple threat. I would argue the first part of it was establishing a lot of the tropes they were going to use for the rest of it. Uh, but the second half was yes. was, a, was great, great. Um, uh, everything paid off. Like an amazing. Tickets being sold literally everywhere. Yes, um, I, I as as Jake says, Dar, uh, he says Darganov, Dragonov needs to be on the main roster yesterday. And the, those three guys in the main are way too good for NXT. Um, it is a shame that um, that I I I can't. I don't know. I don't know what main roster Triple H does with an Ilya Dragonov. I don't know what I don't know what you do with that. I don't know what he does with a JD McDonough. Because like the the, the roster is, is full of people who aren't being used who are really, really good. Like Angel Garza's really good. When's the last time you've seen an Angel Garza singles match where it wasn't two minutes long? Like there are a bunch of guys on the main roster who are really good, and we don't get to see them do stuff. So in NXT, at least they get these. These spots that sucks because they deserve better than that. But they're not, I don't know what they would be used like on the main roster. Honestly, don't.
3: Dragon off would be great in a mid-card situation, and Dragon Off would be great in a stable
4: mm-hmm.
3: like him and Tyler Bait and give me sure. someone else against Imperium for like six months. Right. Well, yeah. Right. Um, but I understand what you're saying. Like he's not to be this corny about it, but it's Halloween Havoc tonight. We'll be corny about stuff. He is a pro wrestler, and the main roster has gotten so much better, and there's some really great pro wrestling that happens on there, but it's still a sports entertainment product. Yeah. And he is like a, a pro wrestler through and through, um, which is awesome, and he did such a good job. God, he was so great. So great in this match tonight, and they all were but like, there's the guy. I think of like my sister's an improviser, and it's so crazy how you see certain improvisers make other improvisers so much better. It it felt like that a lot in this match. And JD Mc, don't Google me, and mm-hmm. Ron Breaker don't need that much help. So. It just made it all the sweeter. That Frankensteiner and Tom Powerbomb spot was one of the coolest spots I've ever seen in wrestling. Like, that was yeah,
4: so
2: Overrated. overrated. I, I, I loved still, it.
3: I know it didn't do a ton, but it's still cool as hell. It was
2: it was cool that he caught him, but it literally did no more damage to McDonough than if he hadn't been caught. Like, if you catch him and you actually force him to the ground more, he's like, literally, I'm going to... Go- it actually helped him, because he broke his fall on Dragonov catching him. For a split But second. don't you
3: redirect the momentum down instead of... You don't. I
2: like, watched that gif a hundred times trying to figure out why everybody liked it more than me. I don't see it. I don't see it. It was cool to cool. look at, but it did nothing.
3: I, I think because I've never seen it before. Like, I, I'll always... pop but
2: I'll, I I I'll grant it you that.
3: I'll yeah, like, that. that. that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Um, And I, I like... It would at least seem... If it didn't do more damage, it would seem like a great way to go and steal someone else's pin. Like, haha, I just mm-hmm. caught this dude and now I'm gonna go in for the pin. Like, that's a pretty creative offensive maneuver. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like it for that reason too. But it it is so cool when you see a wrestler, especially in a triple threat, more than anything else, make the other two guys in there look better while mm-hmm. also looking incredible yourself. And he's always like, I feel like any match I've seen Dragon off in. Um, he's been that way. His match versus Gunther is probably one of the few that didn't, because it just didn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> just didn't need it. It was just like right. beauty unfolding until that your hatred for the ending, which is fair. Um, but I see, I see you, Jake Salazar. I get that, but I'll, I'll buy His it. Back
2: hit the map before he got on the powerbomb. It's overrated. Listen, it was really spectacular to look at, but honestly, like the the, the practicality of it didn't do anything. No, I would have loved God. to I would have loved to have seen him get Frankensteinered onto a guy's shoulders who then power bombs him. Like a fakie and Eichner type of power bomb. Like that would have been really cool. But this was I just can like,
3: yeah. I can buy it for I'm gonna steal that guy's pin. That sure that's enough sure. for me.
2: Fine. I'm good with that. I'm good if with it that.
3: was a better, if it was a stronger near fall of right. like, hey, I caught this guy and now I'm gonna the pin yeah. after he waited this nasty Frankensteiner.
2: Um, uh there was the, the, the big thing where, where there was a uh the torpedo Moscow um and yes. then I believe uh, the with the um JD <sighs> sliding into the ring to stop the ref's hand from hitting clever the net, which I was like yeah I guess I guess it's the same thing as the as the one you always see which is wrestler reaches in grabs ref pulls him out of the ring it's the same basic deal i've never seen it before but i also feel like it's the ref's discretion to be like no no that was going to be 3 i'm so- i'm sorry you're stopping my hand your hand is on the mat i hit the- i hit your hand that's 3 i think the ref should be able to go what are you doing but
3: that's I'm, fair i'll allow
2: it it was cool to look at when it happened
3: i also appreciated that they did it from angles where he couldn't have broken up the pin either if you do that spot when you could have just broken up the pin you look like an idiot but both yeah. times he would have been way short of breaking up the pin and so he went for the ref so it was like at least a logical choice in in that regard too right. but I, that's i also kind of had that complaint that i was like eh, that's when those things i'll just give yep. to like it's wrestling that's all right um yeah
2: i i <laughs> yes i i I, I just I I really did enjoy the animosity that they are they are they are carrying over between uh, McDonough and Ilya Dragunov from mm-hmm. their time in NXT UK. I love that that's part of the storyline. Um, Braun Breaker winning with the, with his massive spear. It's the it's a it's the best spear in professional wrestling to me. Like. Like that thing is, there's so much velocity behind it. I do not know how he gets his body moving that fast in that short of a time of a, of, a, of, a, of a span. It's like five feet. He goes from zero to 60. It's crazy.
3: That's like, the football player thing coming into play. <laughs> he's
2: got that. Too. But a lot of these guys are, are, are was his thing? Goldberg used to have that velocity 25 years ago. Now it looks like he's just putting his shoulder down and, and walking. But yeah, I no, you know. No, it's it's true. You know what's
3: funny? I love. Uh, I almost said Goldberg's spear. Take that back.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I love Breaker's spear, and I love Ricky Starks's spear, and it's such a simple move, and they're both of them deliver that so differently, yeah. and I love them for different reasons. Yeah. Like Breaker's, the velocity mm-hmm. that he builds up. Stark's, it's just with his whole body, like the mm-hmm. commitment of it, and I love. I love both of them. Um, but this really, really, really was fantastic. I kind of felt like, all right, call Braun up. But now seeing his match with Tyler Bate and seeing this match, I'm like, let him have more of these. He's After things matches. got so truncated with the post-Dolph stuff, like let him have more matches like this before he goes up. Cause that'll just be such a cleaner entrance into the main roster. I think, um, so I, I'm kind of glad that he came out victorious tonight. I think that was yeah. a perfectly fine move.
2: Uh, Jake saying, "Boy, howdy, does Bronze Spear like 2001 Goldberg? I said like 98 Goldberg. Give him shave a few more years off of it. Like Goldberg when he was just coming up, like that. He got so he was just he just threw all of his weight into that thing. He cut dudes in half." Um, uh, Jake Salazar says also. I just wish we could see Minoru Suzuki versus Ilya Dragunov, but WWE is petty and stupid and hates money if it means having other promotions on their show. <laughs>
3: well, we'll—I mean, honestly, we'll see what becomes of Dragunov. I don't know.
2: I, yeah, I don't know, I don't I don't know. know. exactly. I, I don't know either. But here's something some people are saying in the chat that I love. Now, I—I'm I, on record saying I don't like this kayfabe injury for Sheamus if it is kayfabe indeed, uh, and they're writing him off for some reason. Um, because I wanted a triple threat and brutes versus the three Uso brothers match, damn it. That was owed to me, and you took away Sheamus, and then there's no tram for it. But what if Sheamus is somehow friends with Ilya Dragunov, and that's a, that's the third guy they bring up to feud, not only with the Usos, but also to like bring as like their secret weapon against Gunther. Like that would be really interesting. An Imperium versus Pete Dunne, Ilya Dragunov, and Ridge Holland would be an amazing, amazing uh, uh, match. I think, as long as Ridge doesn't get too involved. Um, uh, Tony Chapa says, "Hey guys, longtime listener, first time subscriber, and chatter. Literally subscribed to select during the PLE. Are there any plans for a new NXT Championship or going back to original design?"
3: First of all, thanks for subscribing. We appreciate that uh, a great deal. And you'll get us behind the paywall doing pay-per-view post shows for most Mm pay-per-views, NXT ones, because we do the Tuesday show. We're on the main for that. But most of them will be on Fightful Select 4, so you can catch us there. And I appreciate that very much. I don't think they... If they weren't going to do it with the UK belts, they won't do it, I don't think, because the UK belt designs were so beautiful that if when you were unifying all those titles, you don't make it one of them is, is silly to me. And I feel like they also introduced those belts not long enough ago. And they're not so, you know, they don't have rainbow colored straps or anything. They just kind of look like they were in dish soap with their. Rainbow right, that's jerks.
2: the thing. It says he also says Braun holding up the two rainbow rainbow belt just isn't doing it for me. Um, there's this weird little sheen to it that looks all rainbow like bubble
3: soap, legit.
4: It, yeah, it does look it does look like bubble soap. <laughs> I wish they would, um, but
3: I don't. I don't think we've heard any plans. I'm sure Sean would know if they do. Yeah. And apparently, HBK is just letting it fly over there, so he would just mm-hmm. tell you.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, Jake Salazar saying that that would sound like they copied the blood and gut storyline but changed it so it wasn't obvious. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I I, wouldn't think of it. I would I would think of it as hey, hey, Gunther and, and friends, we found a guy who uh, likes us but hates you, so let's fight their way. And apparently, um, Seamus is getting married next week, oh, so he's gonna him. take some time off, off for a honeymoon, which is awesome, good for him. Yeah, um good for him that's awesome mazeltov um and uh they they didn't have to bring him take him off nxt with what they called a non-displaced fracture of his elbow like you could say he twisted his ankle and have him go go away for a month like now you like now he's going to come back he's going to have like a cast he's going to rip off who am i what am i saying that's going to look awesome um uh, uh a couple of things of some housekeeping before we get into the um the jukebox. Leave Sean a thumbs Garner up on says, this
3: "Video, please
2: do leave a thumbs up." Sean Garner says, uh, "Who do you think beats Mandy now? It's got to be Roxanne. If it's not Roxanne, as I said, the Earth will crash into the Sun. Like I honestly don't know. Uh, they're, they're they're keeping it on her so she can get her one year. Fine. Like I don't know. Here's the deal: she could have gotten her one year because that's like Tuesday, right?" or Wednesday, something like this this week. If you had done Halloween Havoc on the 29th instead of the 22nd, which doesn't make any sense, That's real you could weird. have still had her have her one year, and then a few days later, she loses the title to Kaylee Ray as God intended. Like, uh, it's, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, it's got to be Roxanne, right?
3: I, I would think so. I would think so. That just also seems like a... to think who else would it be like I would love for it to be Wendy Chu but I don't think they're gonna do that with this gimmick uh yeah it's got to be her and I think it, it makes sense for a lot of reasons one I think she might be your woman that's there right now with maybe the most potential and two that's just a nice healthy clean track for someone who's extremely young like like I think 20 years old or 19 years old young there's people that are young in this business and then there are babies who it might be irresponsible as great as she is to fully call them up to the main roster Like, make right. sure that their sea legs are there that would just be silly not to
5: yep.
2: um, Jake Salazar also asking the Terry tough questions if in canon there is a chase you why not have one of those rubes walk around the parking lot like a hallway monitor but always gets their ass beat
3: that's actually hysterical I'd that's love a good monitor. idea
2: do that that's good Jake Salazar again uh, Deep pockets and Jake Salazar says, Von Wagner was trying to be somebody of color with them cornrows. Um,
3: he was. He yeah. was. Uh-huh.
2: Um, Louis, Louis says it should be Wendy Chew. Probably not. But Dragon Chew, Dragon Chew could beat Mandy Rose, right? Right? <sighs> ah. Um yes, uh, maybe maybe Austin Theory crashes in on Mandy Rose. It's possible.
3: It's I was possible. very glad we didn't get an Austin Theory cash in.
2: Listen, it. I knew they weren't because if they were going to, there's zero reason why you why you tease it on Wednesday. Zero yeah. reason to do it. Like you like the the spot of everyone's down, everyone's gone like been killing each, each other for 25 minutes and then you hear A Town down. For the first, and nobody's even thought of it, yeah. that would people so would be funny. like, what's going on? It would be really, really great. Um,
3: Tiffany Stratton is what I didn't think of that could dethrone Mandy.
2: They they, they got to do something with her. For That's the thing is I want somebody to dethrone Mandy Rose on Tuesday. And if not on Tuesday, then a week from Tuesday. And if not a week from Tuesday, then two weeks from Tuesday. I don't want to have to wait six months for it. Get it to me now. I'm done with Toxic Attraction. Put them on the main roster. They're a main roster-ready act. Do it. I don't need any more Mandy Rose. I don't need her. Then her stooges cheating on her behalf in every match. Just done with it.
3: I agree.
2: Um, uh, Collins G says, Hi, fam. I really do not like Mandy Rose's champion or the women's match at all. Rox is my only pick for the title change. First feud with Cora? Oh. They probably would saddle us with that, wouldn't they? They make Roxanne champion only to have her feud with Cora Jade in the first feud. I'm I I think that's that's run its course. I think it's run its course. I don't At wanna, least put it in the background
3: while. for a while. Yeah. I don't, yeah like I don't need you can that. you can gas that up whenever you want, but but they gotta lay off that for a bit.
2: Yes. Um uh so uh Eugene Solis, uh five month member. Uh, says, uh, how about them Yankees ghost rows? Yes. I'm from Houston. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thanks for Are, the
3: money nerd.
2: I, I, um, I, um, I, I was thinking because my Breaker came out with a shovel and there were two gravestones. There was Ilya Dragunov and, um, and JD McDonough and he turned around with a shovel and batted righty and knocked over one of the gravestones. And they turned around and batted lefty and knocked over the other gravestone. I mean, that guy's got some serious...
3: Not going to allow it. Alex can come back when he thinks about what he's done. I don't appreciate uh, Yankee slander from my co-host. you want to pay money to send a near Yankee slander? That's fine. We'll make money here. I've heard it all. I'm a Yankees fan. I've heard all of it. But for my own co-host, after burying me on the Friday night show yesterday... After telling me to hurry up on the main so that he could get going, as if him coming on to a show has ever hastened anything in our lives, now he's going to sit here and bury my baseball team? Buck him.
4: Kate.
2: Um, I was just offering uh, an honest suggestion that maybe they could use him in the lineup. That's
4: all I'm saying. Cute same. So, um so
2: um R- Ricardo the o- ODV um uh and and um, Luis tries to translate old o- ODV. He says old dirty vato I'm guessing. Old no. Dirty Vader. No, no. It's uh, it's original de- original decent, or ordinary decent villain. It's, uh,
1: <laughs> that's what it is. It's not Old
2: Dirty Vato. Um, I watched Havoc and was thoroughly sports entertained. My major gripe is that no one could find an opponent for the big strong boy. Let's get more Tyler Bate on TV all the time. Tyler Bate is so damn good. He's the best. Now that might be an interesting choice to like be the guy who replaces Seamus for a bit. Because we already know Pete Dunn and him will go way way back. There's some really cool stuff there.
3: Yeah, but he and Butch don't. I saw the end of that chat. I'm pulling up the CM Punk journal right now. Right. Um, uh,
2: so uh, uh, who will be the one to dethrone Braun Breaker? Ask Sean Garner. I don't know. It'll, it, honestly it entirely depends on on their timeline for when they want to bring him up. I I don't think that they uh that they got um uh they have any need for him on the main roster right now. Like No,
3: he shouldn't come up till Rumble at least.
2: If you're going to like have him have him have him his have him come up and do the spot in the Rumble where he eliminates like eight guys. You know, and like get people like, oh, look at that, look at this guy, and then he can come up and he can go back down and it to NXT, but like have him come up every now but once in a while to defend the NXT title on Raw, whatever. But like build his following so that when he comes up, people are really excited, and then immediately like have him be the guy if you're gonna if you're gonna keep the U.S. title on Rollins for a while, have him beat the guy, be the guy who beats Rollins for it. Like he could be he could be that. But he doesn't need to be yet. He's so young. There's no reason to rush into the main roster. There really isn't. Um,
3: I would say Apollo Crews should be the guy. I think it'll probably be Grayson Waller. But I'll read this CM Punk journal as Tiffany Stratton.
2: Requested by Ricardo. Once Tiffany was Punk, Tiffany reading um, Punk's journal.
3: I'm just making sure there's no swears in it. Okay, good. I do not look like Sawyer, nor do I resemble Orlando Bloom. My friends call me punker, and I yell at people who are driving while on their cell phone. Yet I type while I drive. I'm simply a better driver. I cannot stand people who order low-fat, non-fat, anything from Starbucks, and then request whipped cream on top. My little sister does this. It drives me nuts. I hate children. No place like home. Toodles! (laughs) Toodles. See if I his live journal toodles. That was uh no. that was an artistic license that I took.
5: Yeah, oh, right. Um <laughs> very true.
2: Um uh, so this is a very odd one. And I don't know that I am try... I'll hold on. Let me see if I can if I can listen to it first before I, I can and I know I, know, I understand I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember I don't want to do it wrong you know okay 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 All right, here we go um this is uh, uh, re- requested by um, by Jake Salazar Papa Palowski beatboxes the FTR theme.
5: Okay. Do What?
4: um
3: papa a lot of people say ftr reminds them of mid-80s nwa do you have any stories about mid-80s nwa
5: oh do i ever you see there's this group they were called nwa and they standed for something but i forget what it was but it was easy and there was dr dre and there was ice cube but there was the nwa and they had some bangers let me tell you what there was say had some bangers in that in that group. That was a fantastic stuff for that album But I I can't for the life of me remember what it was stood for It was a national wrestling alliance uh, I don't know anyway sure. uh, <laughs> um,
2: uh, uh, Okay, there's a, a lot of these are for you because they were sent in on Tuesday and uh, and You had you didn't have a phone you had your phone That's but nothing true. else so um. So here we go. Um, there's there are a bunch of links here. Jesse Ozog wants wants you to, to do uh, Shakespeare um, as Tiffany Stratton. Uh, and, uh, so, so <laughs> um, and so so there's something there. And so as you can do you have that there? I do. Okay.
3: This is so much more fun for me when you were the only one doing it. I know. It's so much pressure now. Oh good. Brave warriors. Clifford and Northumberland, Northumberland. (laughs) Come, make him stand upon this molehill here that wrought at the mountains with outstretched arms, yet parted but the shadow with his hand. What was it you that would be England's king? Wasn't you reveled in our parliament and made a preachment of your high descent? Where are your mess sons now back to you? To back you now. I can talk. I'm went. I'm Timothy Stratton. This is falling apart. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> the wanton Edward and the lusty George. And where's that villain crookback prodigy? Dickie, your boy with that grumbling voice was wont to cheer his dad in mutinies? Or with the rest where your darling Rutland? Look, York. I stained this napkin with blood. That valiant Clifford, with his rapier's point, made issue from the bosom of the boy. And if thine eyes can water for his death, I give thee this to dry thy cheeks withal. Toodles. <laughs>
4: <laughs> ah!
2: Oh! oh I oh, have man. I have seen a lot of uh uh uh, when you i I was in la for a while and sometimes you'll you'll uh you you see people doing monologues and if they're from la and they sound like that and they're trying to do shakespeare it kind of sounds like that so there you go that's good (laughs) um i'll I'll see if i can find one here for myself Um, uh uh, (laughs) matthew plus says hello al and wrestling wench uh, thank you. Max I like Plus that
1: better than shady. Up.
2: It's better. Um. Uh, so, uh, uh, once uh, Dragula, by Rob Zombie, a very Halloweeny song, as as sung by um, uh, uh William Regal. <clears throat>
4: Dead I am the one Exterminating, son Slipping through the trees Strangling the breeze Dead I am the sky Watching angels cry While they slowly turn Conquering the worm I'd love to conquer your worm Man in the mask <laughs> hmm? Dig through the ditches I'll dig your ditch any day And burn through the witches I slam, I'm going to slam you In the back of my dragular Man in the mask You scrummy, scrummy Mmm. I have a I have a Dragula, and I'll slam you in the back of it. Um uh so that's saucy. Good. <laughs> Very saucy. Um uh, uh
2: okay. Um let's, I have Brittany let's, pulled up. Yeah, do that.
3: <clears throat> Brittany Spears Piece of Me by Tiffany Stretton. <laughs> I miss American Dream since I was 17. Don't matter if I step on this scene or sneak away to the Philippines. They're still gonna put my derriere in magazines. You want a piece of me? I miss that media karma, another day, another drama. Guess I can't see the harm in working and being a mama. And with a kid on my arm, I'm still an exceptional earner. You want a piece of me? I miss this lifestyles of the rich and famous. I misses. Oh my God, that Tiffany's shameless. I misses extra, extra. This just in. I misses. She's too big now. She's too thin.
1: Toodles.
2: Um.
5: Wait. Hold on. A
2: yes. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh. Yes, Louise. We read that. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. Okay. So hold on. Oh, um, there's like three more here for you. Okay, so um, Big C, that's me. Wants rocks. Uh, wants Darby Allen singing Skater Boy. Perfect, I think. Um, okay. It's beautiful. Um, he was a skater boy. She was a girl. Can I make it more, any more obvious? He was a punk. She did ballet. What more can I say? he wanted her she'd never tell secretly she wanted him as well but all of her friends stuck up their nose malachi black they had a problem with his baggy clothes he was a skater boy she said see you later boy he wasn't good enough for her she had a pretty face but her head was up in space she needed to come back down to earth like you malachi black there you go
3: beautiful
2: thank you uh <laughs> Now, um, uh, Zach, the AW mod said, I needed to add to the jukebox in a troll way. Can we get the New York princess, Moni, singing What's My Name Again by Blink-182 because Kate loves them so much. Much love to the SGS and Fightful.
3: Much love to the SGS and Fightful. Here's some (laughs) Blink-182.
1: I took her out, it was a Friday night. I walk alone to get the feeling right.
3: We started making out, she took off my pants, but then I turned on the TV. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes you when you're 23. <laughs> and are still more amused by TV shows. I mean, what the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Um the most like 182 will be doing.
2: I love this. Oh snap, the voiceovers are back. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, Kate, Kate does more of them now because we found out she does a fantastic <sighs> Tiffany Stratton. Um uh so uh William Regal singing Tainted Love by Gloria Jones. Here we go.
4: This is definitely these papa
3: beds are killer.
4: They really are. <clears throat> Sometimes I feel I've got to run away, I've got to get away from the pain you drive into the heart of me. The love we share seems to go nowhere, and I've lost my right, for I toss and turn, I can't sleep at night. Once I ran to you, now I run from you, I'll never run away from you, man in the mask. The tainted love you're giving, give me all of your taint, and love your give i give you all a girl i could give you take not give it that's not nearly all tainted love whoa tainted love <clears throat> war games um <laughs>
2: <laughs> um now we okay so um tony chopper says give me bait versus gable no otis no theory 15 minute banger you know what give him 20. give him 20. yeah." Let's do it. Um, Jambeer is requesting Yakko's World by Yakko from Animaniacs as sung by Tiffany Stratton.
3: United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Jamaica, Peru. I'm a kind of a moany version. Yes, I was no. in the wrong.
2: You were the wrong one. You can start over. It's OK.
3: United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, <laughs> Haiti, Jamaica, Peru. Republic, Dominican, Cuba, Caribbean, Greenland, El Salvador, too. Puerto Rico, Colombia, Venezuela, Honduras, Guyana, and still, Guatemala, Bolivia, then Argentina, and Ecuador, Chile, Brazil. Costa Rica, Belize, Nicaragua, Bermuda, Bahamas, Tobago, San Juan, Paraguay, Uruguay, Suriname, and French, Guiana, Barbados, and Guam. Toodles.
4: Hold on. Hold on. Let, I'll get oh, down on this because oh, I, I want to do it. Okay. Norway and Sweden and Iceland and Finland and Jimmy and now in one piece. Switzerland, Austria, Czechoslovakia, Italy, Turkey and Greece. Poland, Romania. Scotland, Albania. Uh, uh, Scott, Al, Scott Scott, Scott, Scott Albayo. He was in that Charles and George. He uh, Ireland, Russia, Oman. Bulgaria, Saudi Arabia, Hungary, Cyprus, Iraq and Iran. There's, era, there's Syria. Uh, Lebanon, Israel, Jordan, both Yemen, Kuwait, and Bahrain, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Portugal, France, England, Denmark, and Spain. So, so there you go. Um,
3: you had a husband from each one.
4: I, I, I did.
3: You have um, many lovers around the world. Uh,
4: yes, a, a, a lover in every port.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, um, so. Let's see here. Um, uh, okay, we'll do the we'll do your ding fries are done as Ned requested by Jam Beard. Then our duet, and then me singing an entire song as like seven people.
3: Ned hurts so much to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat>
1: yeah, ding fries are done. Ding fries are done.
3: Ding fries are done. Ding fries are done. I got to run, I got to run, I got to run, I got to run. I work at Burger King making flame broiled Whoppers. I wear this paper hat. You want, would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple pie with that? Ding fries are done, ding fries are done, ding fries are done, ding fries are done. (laughs) They're coming right
2: Um, for us. Too too late, Graham. Save it it for another one. Or send in a Humper Chat. We're not doing, no, no, Luis, no more. We ruined, we ruined her voice. Now we have two more to do.
4: Uh, Um, I can do one more. more. I can do one more, Ned, but you got to pay for it. Yeah. Um, Okay.
2: (laughs) A-Shock wants Tiffany and Pawpaw do an American idiot. Um,
3: (laughs) Tiffany and Pawpaw, what a combo.
2: (laughs) What a combo. What a, what a what a combination here we go um I, so hold on you you do verse number one and then i'll do the chorus okay
3: okay yeah we're not doing verse number two <laughs> no. uh don't want to be an american idiot don't want a nation under the new media and can you hear the sound of hysteria the subliminal mind america
4: uh,
5: well, welcome to a new kind of tension all across the alienation, where everything isn't meant to be okay. Television dreams of tomorrow—we're not the ones who are meant to follow. Or that's enough to argue. Right. What?
2: Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Jake Salazar wants um <laughs> paul Polowski, linder regal and nathan fraser singing Man" by the highwaymen in its entirety
3: that's gotta cost it? some money if you're doing it was
2: it was, a, it was song. a ten dollar donation okay we're, we're doing these for like two bucks so it's fine so oh i get it the highwaymen so it's it's because they're they're all they're all different ones okay um Seriously, we gotta find a different, a different place to find these that doesn't have pop-up ads all over the day.
3: All thing. of them do.
2: So all many of them. of them do. So we gotta figure out a way to do this without. Okay. Um. So wait. A minute. What was the what was the order I was supposed to do these in? Who was what was the, the number? Uh, uh, Papa. Um, Linda Regal
5: and Nathan Fraser. Here we go. I was a highwayman along the coach roads. I did ride with a, with, a, with, a, with a sword and a pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier set his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring
4: of 25, but I'm still alive. I was a sailor. <laughs> I was bored upon the tide, and with the sea, I did abide. I sailed a schooner. Around the horn to Mexico, I went aloft and furled the mainsail in a blow. Oh, all the things I did in a blow. My goodness. There were just so many blows. Countless. And when the yard broke off, they said, I broke off a yard in my time. I I have. I broke it right off. And then they said, I got killed, but I am living still. I was a dam builder. Across a river deep and wide, where steel and water did collide. A place called Boulder on the wild Colorado. I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below sunshine. They buried me in that grey tomb that knows no sound. But I'm still around, I'll always be around. And around, and around, and around, and around, and around, and around. And around, and around. I fly a starship
2: across the universe divide. And when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest. My spirit, if I can, perhaps I may become a highwayman again, or I may simply be a single drop of rain. But I will remain, and I'll be back again
4: and again and again and again and again and again. And Bob's your uncle.
3: He was crazy tonight, that Nathan Fraser.
2: He certainly was. He certainly was. Didn't need. Did, I maintain, no need to do a lion's salt while holding on to another man, and force yourself to take a belly bump on a ladder unprotected.
3: Fair, but also everybody's getting injured over simple moves out here too. So, <laughs> lariats, belly-to-belly suplexes.
2: Thank you everybody for tuning into our brand of craziness. Um, and uh, there you go. Um, um, so yes, we'll we'll uh, we'll see you all for whatever the hell is happening. There's two NXT. I guess we should talk about this. They did they, they like had like the challengers like talk to the challengers and the champions talk to the champ- champions um, backstage for no reason tonight. So there's two NXT title matches because God forbid you do anything good enough with the tag title divisions to put them on the actual PLE.
3: Mm -hmm. correct yeah
2: anyway guys uh tune on tuesday after that and we'll talk about whatever that is uh until then keep cool gabagools follow alex Sauergrabs and ms kate fabin keep cool everything sucks this is the story of the one as a maintenance engineer he hears things differently